Well, hello and welcome to Beat the Reset. My name is Tim and I am the guy in the hat. And today I wanted to talk to you about gold confiscation. Is it a reality and has it ever happened before? So in order to have this conversation, we need to go back in time. And we need to go back to the 1930s, which was the very, very last time there was anything that resembled a gold confiscation. But was it actually a gold confiscation? Well, first of all, let's look at the events that led up to the gold confiscation. So in 1929, uh, at the end of the 1920s, there was the, uh, the infamous crash of the New York Stock Exchange, which happened over a period of three or so years. And in that time, 80% was lost off the uh, the stock market, 80%. Uh, so incredible. Uh, and of course, this led to a run on the banks and uh, it also led to Franklin D. Roosevelt ordering the banks to close. So by 1933, there was a major problem with the currency and that was that people had largely lost confidence in it. So the only thing that uh, the US government could really do is order that gold, any gold that was out there, be brought back to the banks. But again, it was more of a voluntary situation rather than a confiscation. A confiscation suggests that the government came to your house and took it. That is not what happened. It was an honorary system. So if you had gold at home or gold uh, in, a, in a safe or somewhere hidden, then you were meant to volunteer that gold and bring it back to the commercial banks for the purposes of the US government using it to, I guess, restabilize the currency. So uh, what exactly happened was uh, Franklin Roosevelt uh, asked people to bring their gold back. And then, of course, what they always do is they created an executive order. And that executive order was Order 6102, and it eventually lent, led to something called the Gold Confiscation Act of 1933. And it essentially required that the common man bring back gold, uh, any gold over five ounces. So you could hold up to five ounces at your home, um, but the problem with that, of course, it was an honesty system. I mean, how would the government ever really have known if you had gold at home or not unless you actually told them? So they used all sorts of uh, nefarious means. They threatened people with uh, jail terms and fines and uh, all sorts of uh, nefarious things and largely relied on the common man bringing back the gold to the banks. What's interesting about that time is the farming community essentially crossed their arms and said that we are not going to bring back our gold. Uh, in fact, um, you can come and look for it if you like, but we have something called uh, shotguns and we're not going to give it up easily. Um, so effectively what happened was the US government threatened the farming community with military action and all sorts of federal police action and so on and, and jail terms. But what actually happened in reality is nothing at all. In fact, the government didn't come at all uh, after the farming community because the farmers knew that if they gave back their gold, they were essentially giving away their freedoms. And that was something they were not prepared to do. So they kept their gold. Uh, and the US government uh, largely just forgot about the farming community and got on with life. Um, however, uh, the uh, big year of note is 1944 where the United States, of course, pegged 
the US dollar to a gram of gold to give it some sort of value. So that was done in an attempt in 1944 to um, create a stability within the currency so that people would actually use the currency because, you know, if there's something more valuable than the currency, of course you're going to use that. You're not going to use a worthless currency against something like gold that has value. So uh, in, in its uh, desperate attempt to get people to use the currency, in 1944 at Bretton Woods, they pegged the US dollar to one gram of gold, which meant for about 35 US dollars you could get an ounce of gold. Not too shabby. So, uh, let's have a look at uh, gold confiscation in Australia. Has gold ever been confiscated in the history of Australia? And the answer to that question is a resounding no. Gold has never been confiscated in Australian history. And uh, if you have a look at our legislation, the only reference to gold confiscation is in the Banking Act of 1959, Section 4. And if you have a look at that act, uh, part of the Act, you'll notice also that it was modified in 1976. And this is largely, in, in my belief, because of a couple of things that may have had an impact on gold confiscation. One is the fact that we went off the gold standard uh, in 1971. Well, at least the United States did, or the US dollar did. Uh, and, of course, the introduction of the petrodollar in 1974 between the US and Saudi Arabia um, largely meant that other commodities were of, of, of much, much greater interest than, uh, than gold. But I guess the big one for me is the fact that the problem with gold in Australia, and especially physical gold we're talking about here, is no one actually owns it. I mean, have a look around your own neighbourhood. Ask around your friends. Have a look and see how many people you find that actually own physical gold or physical silver? The answer is almost nobody, and statistically, it's less than 1%. But of that 1%, a large amount of the uh, people in that 1% are in a derivatives market, which is not actually allocated metals. They're what you call unallocated metals. So we get down to about a third of a percent or so of people that would even have physical metals. And of those, some store them in bank vaults, some store them in, in uh, um, bullion vaults uh, at the bullion companies, uh, what they call guardian vaults sometimes, or custodian vaults. Uh, and some people uh, store them at home uh, in their own possession. Uh, and there's a lot of debate over whether you should be storing your precious metals at home. But if you think about precious metals from the vantage point of uh, confiscation, you will see very quickly why someone like myself would advocate having precious metals within the, the, uh, the boundaries of your home or at least somewhere that's, that's accessible or nearby. Uh, and people often say, well, where are you meant to put this stuff? Do you put it in a safe? And I've spoken about this on a number of occasions. Um, I do not advocate safes, and the reason is because a safe is simply an advertisement for, hey, I have something of value over here. And there are many other places you can put your precious metals and store your precious metals from everything from storing it in a roof or behind a, a wall or behind a false, um, a false cupboard, uh, false drawers, uh, burying it in the ground, 
uh, putting it in shoeboxes. Uh, I mean, the list is endless. Um, and it really comes down to your creativity. So I guess the reason I mention uh, physical metals within your possession is for two reasons. One, they carry no counterparty risk, uh, which means you are your own central bank. You don't have to ask anybody for your precious metals. And, of course, it makes it very difficult for a government to take those metals. Think about this. If you have your precious metals in a pool-allocated fund or on the stock market, uh, then you are largely in a derivative-based system and within the grasp of the law. Also, if you had your precious metals in a banking, in a retail banking institution, in a safe deposit box, you would also uh, run the risk of bail-ins and, of course, subject, uh, subject to bail-ins could end up losing all your precious metals altogether. Uh, and some people... Uh, choose to store their metals in custodian vaults and uh, and bullion vaults and so on. And that is, look, that's my secondary choice. That would be my secondary option, but I still get very concerned because there's all sorts of issues with biometrics now uh, and these vaults and there's also um, concerns about could a government potentially uh, come after those as its primary and initial um, port of call, which is why I like having my precious metals at home. So the question is, is somebody going to come for your metals? And in my opinion, at least in Australia, the answer would be no. Um, for a couple of reasons, as I say. One, it has never happened ever before. There is no historical uh, reference. Um, and secondly, no one owns it. So why on earth would a government focus on a commodity that no one really owns uh, in, in a, at, at a time when the currency has crashed? Because really... This is the only time they would ever really come for your metals is if the currency had actually crashed, they would be looking to uh, get precious metals and put them back into the central banks. But, of course, if nobody's got metals, what's the point of asking in the first place? Um, in my opinion, cryptocurrencies are far more vulnerable than precious metals. Uh, and the question is, has the government made any changes to legislation that uh, could indicate they could come after crypto? Um, have there been any modifications to legislation? And the answer to that is yes, there has. If you look at Executive Order 14067 in the United States, uh, which was signed into law uh, essentially on March 9, 2022, you will notice that there's a very, very strong indication that the United States federal government is moving to regulate, heavily regulate, cryptocurrencies. Now, this could be in preparation for a few things. First of all, they have a waning US dollar, which means the US dollar fundamentally is losing value. Not so much comparatively, but fundamentally. In other words, it's a, what it can actually buy you is virtually nothing. Um, and uh, so, the, the, a waning US dollar suggests that maybe we're looking at the end of the, the US dollar as the world reserve currency. And cryptos, uh, of course, are held by many, many more people. I would have a guess that maybe 20 to 25, uh, maybe even Australia's 25%, around the 30% would, eat, would perhaps have some cryptocurrency in comparison to less than 1% that would have precious metals. So it, it makes sense that you would have an order like Executive Order 14067 um, in preparation for, uh, as I say, one, the collapse of the US dollar, but more importantly, the introduction of the central bank digital currency. So they really don't want any competitors um, when it comes to central bank digital digital currencies. So it kind of makes sense that you would regulate your competitor and control your competitor so that you could, of course, uh, sell or better sell the uh, central bank digital currency to the common man. 
So getting back to our original question about gold confiscation, do I see it as a reality? Um, in the United States, it's, it's slightly more plausible. Um, what we do see with precious metals around the world is that there's huge buy-up between China, Russia and India uh, for the purpose of refloating and reliquidating the central banks. In fact, the Basel III standard, Basel, uh, Switzerland, is uh, where that standard originates from the Bank for International Settlements, essentially requires that central banks store precious metals in their vaults. Uh, and uh, essentially what we're talking about here is gold. Storing gold in the vaults of central banks for the purpose of liquidation because the fiat currencies are on the verge of collapse globally. Uh, so this would be the only reason uh, governments around the world would even consider uh, a gold confiscation. But once again, there has never really been a gold confiscation. It was more of an honesty system. So people would have to bring back their precious metals uh, with their hand on their heart saying, yes, I, I have... Uh, I have more than five ounces, and I'd like, to give, uh, I'd like to give you everything that I have over five ounces. I would like to think that people on this channel, if the government came for your precious metals, I would like to think that the people on this channel um, were smart enough to understand that precious metals are your freedom, and by giving up your precious metals, you are essentially giving up your freedom, because, of course, they are the counterweight to a failing currency. They are your autonomy. Uh, they are your wealth system and your monetary system at a time when the currency has failed. And we can see the currency has failed and it has catastrophically failed. And we're looking down the barrel of um, real estate market crashes in, uh, well, globally, global real estate market crashes, but mainly in the countries that are hyperinflated, uh, China, Canada and Australia, with the three most overpriced real estate markets on the globe out of 190-something countries. So... Um, I would like to think that people would hang on to their precious metals even if the government decided to enact Section 4 of the, uh, the Banking Act of 59. So, um, so that's my view on precious metals and gold confiscation. And I think in these times, these uncertain times, there's so much information, but there's also a lot of disinformation. There are people that hear things and they run with things without putting the entire argument into some sort of logical perspective. So uh, anyway, that's my view. I hope you've learned a little bit today uh, and I hope you're staying safe and staying well. The most important thing I can recommend to you right now is that you get out and get your precious metals. You start buying. I recommend as good as gold in Melbourne or as good as gold Adelaide if you are looking to buy and start your precious metal stack uh, and uh, speak to the guys there, as good as gold Melbourne and as good as gold Adelaide, and they will certainly look after you. Also, if you haven't read my book, I do recommend uh, getting a copy of Things We Were Never Told About Money, which is available on Amazon or direct uh, if you want to inbox me. That is it for me uh, for today. Uh, I'd like to wish you a happy new year. Uh, we are now in 2023. Take care of yourselves. Look after your health. Look after your wealth. Look after your families and look after your loved ones. Make sure you learn as much as you can. You diversify, you invest and you prepare. And until I see you next time, take care.